With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Critics of the Game. I'm your host, Ajit. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the latest IPL games this week, as well as taking a look at what position your favorite team might be occupying in the table and what their chances might be in the upcoming couple of uh, interesting days, as far as IPL is concerned. To help me unpack it all, I have a special guest, Marvin. Hello, Marvin. Thanks for joining the podcast. Hello, 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 Ajit. Thank you for having me. Thank you for this opportunity. Uh, no worries. So, first of all, before we begin, um, I I connected with you on Twitter, or we connected with each other on Twitter, I must say. And uh, thanks for reaching out. I saw your uh, videos on statistics that you've been publishing on YouTube. They've been very interesting. So, hence, I thought, you know, we should have a chat. And more so, because you appear to be an RCB fan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, rooting for RCB for quite some time. And uh, now... Since I'm actually based out of Bangalore over the last few months, uh, the bond and the connection has become that much more stronger. So, yes. And in terms of statistics, yes, um, it, it's very close to what I do professionally also to, to relate to data and to connect with data. So, passion for cricket and professionally working with data uh, is, is combined together uh, in what I do in terms of YouTube and the other social media platforms. Nice to hear. So, as they say, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day and so on, right? Absolutely. All right. So, before we get into the games we have planned, I would ask you, uh, what got you into cricket? I mean, I know you're from the subcontinent, right? So, not a lot of uh, encouragement is needed. It's not a rare sport like somebody living in the Netherlands or somewhere in Europe. But what got you into cricket? Okay. So, basically, yes. Yes. Uh, 
you are absolutely right being in a subcontinent south asia this is something very common but for me it began way back in 1992 i was uh, just 8 years old back then and uh, uh, the world cup final the 1992 final between pakistan and england uh, game is something which is uh, stuck uh, in my memory because probably that was the first ever game that i watched uh, live uh, at that age and uh, and and all the memories of wasim akram picking up that hat trick towards the end and with winning the world cup was probably the first memory i had and then post that uh, it just took off from there and i think it really picked up a little bit more seriously in the 1996 world cup that was which, which was played in the indian subcontinent and that fan following and that craziness at that time in the subcontinent uh, would have got a lot of lot of viewers and lot of uh, young generation uh, glued to the television and glued to cricket at that point in time so i was uh, you know at that point is where i actually uh, started to uh, watch it very very seriously and and take it very very seriously and play myself as well so that that is even more interesting to hear so do you still keep in touch do you still play cricket at any level yourself uh so at the moment not very frequently to be honest but yes i uh, used to play um, maybe at a club level uh, maybe about uh, 10 to 12 years back i've played for the bengal club back in mumbai i've actually grown and brought up in mumbai so uh-huh. i've uh, play, played in shivaji park etc uh, for a few years and that's it i think post that not much of playing <laughs> it was uh, back to uh, back to uh, you know Uh, the official work the college and everything so yeah not much of playing these days i would say but definitely uh, following the game is something that is very natural and and, and it comes uh, it's 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 somehow in the genes of every south asian absolutely and the ipl money now is even more enticing right so even parents are these days saying yeah may might be might become a big ipl star who knows right um well any interesting stories from your days club uh, cricket days interesting cricketing stories that you would like to tell us maybe you came across a player who knows who's now a big name or maybe you yourself did something heroic or not so heroic on the field uh so yeah so basically um, i i was uh, actually fast bowler back then and then yeah okay. i had uh, a few of my colleagues who had just started to emulate lasit malinga so lasit malinga's very very difficult uh, very un- uh, awkward looking bowling action there was a lot of guys in the club who were uh, emulating his bowling action that is one of the fond memory that i have um, yeah i mean none of them that i know of is a is a big star yet uh, but then yes uh, they were quite uh, decent cricketers uh, playing around at club level back then so yeah very fond memories of of those days nice to hear okay then let's get into some of the games that uh, we were discussing uh, fair as well so look um for me maybe before we start taking a look at the games if you were to take a quick look at the table so your favorite rcb is back in the top 4 they are the only team to have played 12 games and well one of these two teams today that are in action mumbai and kolkata night riders will also have 12 but um if we take a look at this table you have lucknow super giants gujarat titans 1 and 2 rajasthan royals 3 and rcb 4 if somebody would have asked you at the beginning of this ipl let's say 10 games into the league each would this have been your top 4 uh top 
two for sure. Top two, one hundred percent. Lucknow Super Giants and GT. The way they started the tournament, um, I mean, you could tell that this the teams that they have, the depth in the teams that they have, uh, is absolutely tremendous. So top two, it doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, fourth uh, spots three four was always going to be that last minute scramble. Uh, in every IPL season, you find this that uh, you know the last three four. Uh, I mean, uh, the last two spots, uh, number three and number four, is something which uh, is, is goes down right to the last game or the last week to decide that. But I'm not very surprised because my pick uh, at the start of the tournament. uh would have been Rajasthan Royals uh, as one of those four apart from Lucknow Super Giants and Gujarat Titans uh but the fourth one which i was expecting uh to do well and get there was Punjab Kings now i know i am an rcb fan i actually w- would have wanted rcb there and i'm happy that they are there uh but uh, looking at the team composition the team that uh, teams with which were both selected during the auctions or post the auctions uh and and the kind of uh, squad that they have i would have presumed uh definitely punjab getting a sneak in there but right now uh i would i like the look of it being uh, being showing a bit of biasness from bangalore side i, I like the look of it I, i like the top four which are there and there is a very popular uh sentiment in uh, across most of the social media platforms uh, they believe the current top four that we see now as we speak uh would be somehow the final four that would go in into the uh, playoffs wow okay so you're going to tell me even um, delhi capitals or sunrisers who i mean let's say they are on the little bit of uh, periphery punjab kings might still have a chance but you you will see this four as the final four uh, qualifying yeah that's what that's what i feel like i think this should be the final four uh, there's a there's a very big mountain for uh, all the remaining ones to get in uh, especially punjab i think punjab they need to win all three to get there uh, given where they are at the moment uh, delhi is really really in a, a big soup they also need a lot of uh, the results going their way uh, and, and and of course picking themselves up from where they have performed plus they have got some external issues with covid etc so uh, that would be a, a bit of a challenge sunrisers find themselves you know momentum going away the momentum is a very you know uh, a, a very useful term usually teams peak early or peak late whatever this phenomenon is uh, sunrisers hyderabad find themselves in a in a position where the momentum is against them uh, they've lost uh, four on the bounce now after yes uh, after the weekend loss to rcb mm-hmm. uh, and and yes so the uh, turning the momentum back and and reshuffling the team for the final uh let's say do or die sort of games would be difficult so that's why um, there's a popular belief and i believe myself uh, being rcb fan also uh, that these four should be more or less who would go through into the playoffs all right um one thing i heard uh, that uh, let's say from your statistical uh, analysis perspective you said about the depth of squads and so on was that all you based your uh, intuition or or your study that said that you know uh, because there are two new teams gujarat titans and uh, lsg right but they both still had a depth in squad but there were also some you know people who let's say um, 
were not very successful or were not outright match winners in their own squads but they got a chance for, uh, to play in a new uh, new squad do you think that made a change or is it just a clever combination that they have picked that keeps them going no i i guess sir, that's a very good point that you bring in actually it's a i would say a combination of both uh, so i'll give you two examples okay one from lucknow and one from gujarat titans and and these are uh, real good case study cases or case studies you would uh, if you put it that way uh, from lucknow super giants uh, kronal pandya and from gujarat titans rahul tevatia now uh, if you look at when we had the eight format ipl team uh, uh, of course when we move to 10 format of course there would be some additional players who would get opportunity but some of these guys get mainstream roles and mainstream responsibilities and that's what has happened uh, in in the case of krunal pandya krunal pandya for mumbai indians uh, statistically if you look at it and even uh, without without even looking at statistics he was an option which was used by them to fill in two three overs as a bowler and then uh, used as a and uh, as a finisher or dashing finisher towards the end with the likes of polard etc and he did that role very very effectively so you did not really expect him to come and pick wickets in the middle that role was done by rahul chahar when he was when both of them were bowling together or playing together for uh, mumbai indians now uh, all of a sudden this season he moves to lucknow super giants new franchise uh, maybe a slight change in the role definition and all of a sudden you see krunal pandya the bowler transforming and emerging out uh, of course he would have also worked on his skill set uh, no doubt about that but you see that in let's say 10 games if lucknow would have played majority of them he has bowled his four full quota of four overs now that tells you a lot of things if he has bowled a full quota of four overs and he has had also picked up wickets that tells you that uh, the captain kl rahul has got confidence uh, in him to actually pick up wickets in the middle and finish the full four overs he's not a fifth bowler or a fill in bowler so that's one major uh, thing which which tells you as uh, in terms of the change in responsibility next guys rahul tevatia for gujarat titans rahul tevatia had limited role when it comes to rajasthan royals in his previous franchise he used to do the finishers role he does it even now but they were used to they were using him as also a fifth sixth bowler combination there with uh, you know uh, uh, with in, in the spin department but here uh, he is hardly or very rarely required because that's how good gujarat's uh, you know uh, gujarat's lineup is or uh, bowling lineup is so he he has been given that front line role as a finisher and he has done Uh, magnificently well as a finisher because of added responsibility to bat along with david miller so yes uh, bo- both of what you mentioned is has come into play for all of these uh, players to fire in and then these new teams to gel so well together i hear you that 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 indeed uh, seems to be very shrewd uh, pick from the owners the other question is um, you know the top teams usually the most successful teams in the history of ipl right mumbai and chennai they often don't do very well once the um you know the first big auction happens or maybe the next consecutive big auction happens they are historically not very good in the following season why is that any thoughts uh that's a difficult one because that's that depends on how the you know the the team composition is and how how the uh, how the management within the setup Uh, is there because right now it's it's a bit of a 
most of the setup is new uh, the retentions were only 3 3 players each so uh, a lot of the players have been shuffled across so i would believe uh, once whoever wins this year uh, and in the next year's ipl uh, when when they take place i don't think there will be much of shuffling and reshuffling around but uh, to add to your point the other way to look at it is also the fact that uh, there will be a lot of data and analysts which are there for every team right so there will be a lot of analysis done between the breaks you know between one between one ipl ending and the other one starting uh, there will be a lot of data coming on the table for the teams to analyze few things which they would have not picked up uh, you know that that closely uh, so yeah maybe that could be another factor where teams come a little bit additionally prepared uh when the next seasons come around against those same teams who've done that right now coming to the games from saturday your favorite rcb uh, seem to be back in the winning mode they have uh, beaten uh, sunrisers rather comfortably in the previous game they were embarrassed 68 all out but now they have won uh, by 67 runs uh, make uh, does it make you happy oh yeah so that number 67 68 seems to be uh something very very uh, you know a switch strikes out during this yes so i was the, i mean it's a big net run rate boost more than anything else um uh, uh, i mean it definitely makes me happy because the way in the first half of the tournament the team uh, was panning out the batting was panning out uh, you see things improving although a lot of eyeballs at focus his attention goes into virat kohli and rightly so but uh, leaving him uh, there the batting is coming together there is a bit of a flow and momentum uh, within that top 4 top 5 which you which you which was missing in the first half for rcb so that is something which is very heartening and the other thing which was a very big positive is that always you find that uh, guys like hazelwood and harshal patel were the guys who were standing up with the ball and you got uh, we're not getting much support from siraj and and hasaranga didn't quite uh, perform the way he was expected to uh, although he did decently well before the before the game on saturday but you saw that hasaranga stepped up and he picked up five wickets uh, the rest of the bowling kept on rallying around them so it a lot of positives coming out of that game and and definitely to add uh the cherry on top of the cake was uh, a super huge net run rate gap which uh, which 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 has given them the position and, and and where they are placed in the table uh, as it stands the other one was also very one sided surprisingly right lsg is sort of more or less booked their uh, position in the knockouts but kolkata knight riders had everything to play for and irrespective of uh, andrew russell's superlative efforts they couldn't get there what do you think is ailing this team kkr so kkr is a very interesting story and an interesting analogy but uh, it it baffles a lot of uh, cricket followers and i'm pretty sure a lot of kkr followers as well uh, in in the year 2020 ipl 2020 kkr had seven openers seven openers you know seven combinations that they changed last year <laughs> last year 2021 uh they looked a bit of a settled lineup especially during the second leg of the ipl which moved to dubai uh, which moved to uae where most of their games they played on surfaces which suited them and suited their spinners their spin trio of sunil narayan 
Varun Chakravarti and Shakibul Hasan. That though that was the formula uh, which helped choked a lot of teams. And of course, you had the brilliance of Venkatesh Iyer. So those factors helped them perform, and they were one of the best teams in the second half of the IPL last year. And of course, they were the finalists as well. But for some reason, they keep going back to this experimentation mode. Now, even in today's game, as we speak, the Mumbai KKR game, they mm-hmm. have, for this game alone, they have made five changes. I mean, yeah. one is because, of course, they don't really have much chances of qualifying. But even before today's game, if you see, uh, they have made so many changes for their lineup within their lineup. It it, it seems as though. I mean, this is something from an outsider point of view, but this is what the impression the outsiders are getting. It seems as though the team is revolving around three three major players: uh, Shreya Sayer, because he's the captain and probably the best their best batsman at the moment; uh, Sunil Narayan and Andre Russell, as you said. So these three play a huge role. They are the key star players for sure. But it seems as if a lot of rotation of players, both batting and bowling. Is revolving and and moving around these uh, three, two, three or three, four names. Uh, so, which mm. which which actually tells you that it's not a settled lineup. It, they don't have a settled strategy. Now, even if you compare this with Mumbai Indians, who kept on losing four, five, six games on the trot, their changes in strategy were not as frequent as KKR. So that is something which is a call out that. Uh, why do you want to frequently tinker around with your playing eleven? You have got fantastic talent there, fantastic squad, but the amount, the frequency of changing is is I think a bit too much, and then that's what I feel is something that they really have to watch out for uh, if they have to get anywhere close in the coming season next year. All right, all right. Then the thriller from uh, Saturday where. You know, um, a high-scoring thriller where Punjab Kings made a very uh, good 189 for five, but that was not enough because uh, Rajasthan Royals ended ended that game with two balls to spare and uh, what looked like a comfortable chase. Devdar Padikal has been demoted and Yashasvi Jaiswal has been brought into the eleven. He immediately paid dividends. Bob Butler is still going strong, right? And Samson has been making crucial contributions, but with Hetmyer leaving, Hetmyer we here has just left. Because uh, he's now gone back to home, uh, waiting a birth of a child. Will this really make much of a difference for uh, Rajasthan Royals for the rest of the campaign? Oh yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a huge, uh, huge, uh, uh, you know, a place where there'll be a bit, bit of a hole for them. However, this also means a massive, massive opportunity or additional opportunity and responsibility on the shoulders of Ryan Parag. Uh, now the role which Hetmyer used to play or has played was invaluable this season. Even last season when he was playing for, for Delhi, some of those finishes and the flowing shots that he used to play uh, was brilliant, and, uh, and and that will be definitely something uh, which will be missed out. So uh, I would say additional responsibility for Ryan Parag will be something will be look uh, look forward to. Otherwise, it's a very settled lineup with Rajasthan. All right. Now, coming to the other game, the last game of this weekend, uh, Chennai Super Kings and Delhi Capitals. Delhi Capitals really hurting their chances in the last week or so? Yes, yes, definitely. Uh, I think uh, the batting uh, was something which was kind of dependent on how David Bonner's form has been. And, and he is playing some really good cricket. Uh, but yes, they needed 
contributions uh, from the captain rishabh pant and mitch marsh and the other guys to stand up and perform as well uh, there have been performances by them but it's been uh, few and far between when it comes to delhi but one of the biggest things with delhi uh, when they started the season is that they went in with a diluted bowling attack now with delhi if you talk about ipl 2021 and 2020 although it's not a fair fair uh, you know uh, comparison because the teams have changed the auctions have happened etc but still uh, both those seasons last couple of seasons delhi were comfortably qualifiers into the uh, playoff they qualified into the playoff comfortably they were not the teams who had that scramble for that fourth spot or so they were very early qualifiers a, a team which broke out quite early and then mm-hmm. that happened because of the bowling combination that they have they had brilliant uh, five five bowlers who played consistently in most games rabada nokia aksar patel ashwin uh, and they had avesh khan and unfor- unfortunately they were only able to retain aksar patel and nokia this season so there was a lot of pressure on the guys like khalil kuldeep uh, who did have a good season and who did uh quite okay i would say but they had a very big uh, you know gap to fill in terms of their bowling the batting was always explosive on paper and they have delivered uh let's say so there and there about and and but their bowling was something which massively got diluted with the current bowling attack there are there is a 4 to 6 over period like you know a quota of one bowler and one and a half bowler where teams can easily target and then get to about 12 13 runs and over and imagine mm-hmm. those six overs going for 73 runs uh for one or two weaklings in the bowling uh can be costly and the batting has to do a lot of covering up on account of this so that has been one of the issues with delhi and unfortunately they also had this covid outbreak within their setup which nobody can control and uh that also had a bit of an impact on the field as well so you see as uh, in the last couple of games uh, their performances have been going uh, dipping down and uh, for, uh, just hoping that they end the season on a high or end the season on a on a positive note that there's something that they can look forward to in the coming season right right uh, to be frank with you i am also a bit underwhelmed by their retentions right pant has not had that breakthrough innings this season and norkia and aksar patel have been a bit disappointing for me because uh, such a lot of uh, you know faith and such a lot of uh, um, respect was shown that they were retained but unfortunately they have not been able to also turn turn about the same performances that you may expect that they could have at least pant uh, as a skipper he's okay Absolutely. but you know as a batter maybe i thought he was a bit disappointing now coming to the game that's currently in progress mumbai are uh, 58 for 2 in the 9 overs and they need uh, 107 out of 64 so mumbai well bumrah is sort of back in form he was always very parsimonious this season but today he took a 5-4 almost unhittable yeah that is a very very heartening sight uh, for a lot of uh, the fans not mm-hmm. lot of team india fans uh, because this game if you see as we discussed uh, has very little consequence to the playoffs but if if an indian fan Uh, is watching on even if it's a neutral fan or if a, even if it's a, a fan who's supporting mumbai or kkr 
would want some of the big india names to start firing who have not fired someone like uh, uh, ishan kishan rohit sharma uh, jaspreet bumra uh, varun chakraborty to start to get his mojo back which he lost this season uh, in terms of his confidence and of course uh, venkatesh ayer also uh, to regain some part of his confidence and the form back the way he performed uh, this season versus last season so some of those uh, names who are close to the indian national team setup uh, ne- needed to uh, get back into the groove and and that five wicket of umra is uh, is music to a lot of the indian fans here for sure right then the elephant in the room a certain mr kohli will he get his mojo yes. back in time or is it time he stopped playing t20 cricket maybe focused on the longer format only um i'm not so sure whether that would happen uh, in terms of focusing back to test cricket but i think uh, yes every indian fan wants him to get get him back into the into into the groove he scored about 80 runs in two games 50 and 30 uh, before he, the last game uh, where he got out for at first ball duck uh, but those games you could see from the way that he played he was starting to get his groove back but most of those runs were runs with hard work you know hard work earned runs rather than the regular flowing soothing runs that you see from virat kohli so so that's that's something that all the indian fans are waiting for uh, you know to to come through and hopefully in the last few games that does happen well let's see because for me look his game is sort of based around being more uh, playing straight not taking unnecessary risks because this is a guy who sort of has a mindset of playing long not giving his wicket away right it's very interesting that way when you see that um, he's sort of he's not one of those out and out hitters he will he'll never be an ishan kishan that way because he grew up with a different mindset right so for me maybe it is time if okay it's okay right the indian golden generation in 2007 also stepped back they said send these uh, send the new kids let's see what's possible and that's when with the freedom of expression the new kids won the tournament right is it time maybe even rohit sharma pulls back is that even a realistic thing for you uh yes so uh, those questions are a very pertinent questions but uh, i would say i don't see them happening at least over the next 12 months at least um something that could un- unravel in between 12 to 18 months but when you're talking about the t20 world cup this year which is in october uh definitely i don't think those moves would uh, would occur anywhere Uh, during this year but yes that's a a very fair call uh, if someone's struggling and if someone is mentally not there it's not about the skills it's about where you are in the mental space so if mentally if that is something which is uh, impacting you and impacting the team eventually then yes uh, the call the fantastic example of 2007 that you gave uh, is something that needs to get revisited uh at least in the next 12 to 18 months for sure all right let's see in a couple of months uh, we may get some surprises or not right and uh, well that was uh, the ipl section and uh, before we leave it i have to ask you uh, whom do you see winning the ipl this time will it be isla kapnam there or something else so i would i would say the the team which would end at uh, you know the first and the second place or who are at first and the second place now i would i would see a new team winning so it's either lucknow or gt 
uh, I, I I would really see them one of those two teams going through. Or if you're talking about teams who have not done it, probably Bangalore also can do it. But that's what I I uh, I'm hoping that would happen. But uh, I would strongly feel, given the current form and the depth in the teams and the way that they have snatched uh, victory from the jaws of defeat so many times, I would presume Gujarat Titans or Lucknow Super Giants uh, have a very very strong chance this time. All right. So. For the first time after the beginning, maybe a new team that's uh, constituted will win the IPL after the first season ever. Let's see how that goes. Okay. Absolutely. So more heartbreak for our uh, Bangalore fans. But okay, if you're a Bangalore fan, you're a cricket tragic. You're used to it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Now, moving on to the cricket news from uh, other, uh, you know, other parts of the cricketing world, so to say. Ben Stokes has been confirmed as the England captain and uh, he's asked for a He's asked for unselfish attitude from his players and he's told Joe Root he'll play at four. He miss, he's hinting Broad and Anderson will come back into the 11 and so on. So do you see this as a major turnaround in English cricket or is this not going to be enough, do you think? No, I, I, w- I would really see this as, as a turnaround. Uh, whether it turns out to be a major one which is uh, completely disproportionate or not remains to be seen. But I would definitely see a ch- turnaround. Uh, reason being that the entire management also has uh, gone through a revamp. You have Robert Key now, uh, who is the director. So, uh, you know, when, when the management turns around and of course the team uh, and the guy in charge also changes, a lot of the strategic decisions, uh, I would assume, would also uh, have that bit of tweaking that would happen, at least from a batting lens. For England in Test Match Cricket, uh, uh, their worries start from the batting side uh, in terms of their performances over the past 24 to 36 months. Uh, the way the batting uh, has performed, be it home and away. So I think from a batting lens, you would see a lot of uh, structural changes happening uh, with uh, either team selection and, and the way uh, things have gone. But uh, but to be honest, I don't see much changes happening in the bowling side of things. You know, you still mm. have Broaden and Anderson, who would be you know uh, who would be the center of how you plan your resources with the ball or how you plan your transition. Who is going to be your next pack leader uh, of your bowling attack? So a lot of that succession planning transition from the bowling side and the plans that they have been using might go through a gradual change but I, I I see rapid changes happening within batting setup uh, if I have to break it down between batting and bowling uh, in test match cricket for England Right, in that case do you see any new names uh, being introduced into the 11 some uh, sterling performers across the county cricket Any any anybody I, jump jumps out yeah, at you? I would say that some of the guys who didn't quite get opportunities uh, previously uh, may get uh, a look in uh, but I'm excited to see one particular name, which is Matt Parkinson. Matt right. Parkinson is a leggy from Lancashire. Uh, he's, I've watched few of his games uh, with white ball format. Uh, not, not much of uh, uh, you know, uh, understanding of how he does on, in, in the divisions and in the red ball format. But uh, he could be a very, very interesting addition to the, uh, to the, uh, to the red ball team uh, with Matt Parkinson in. So I, I'm excited to if he gets an opportunity. Right. I mean, from one uh, you know player 
who is looking for an opportunity to another Cheteshwar Pujara. He's been doing great things for Sussex this uh, county season. Do you see him breaking into the Indian uh, 11 for tests, at least when India go visit England, maybe? Uh, I, I suppose so. It makes more logical sense that that uh, happens. Uh, I know he has been dropped uh, or he was dropped very recently in the last uh, test series when India played at home. But uh, because it's going to be a one test match, uh, which they would complete from last year's series, I, I would uh, it, it would make logical sense uh, to have Pujara there in the squad, given the amount of county cricket that he would have already been played, accustomed to uh, the conditions there. Uh, and so he would be a very vital piece of uh, um, the cog of the Indian batting, plus a lot of vital inputs from his side uh, for the rest of the team uh, would mm. be extremely, extremely uh, important. And I, I would see uh, that if he gets dropped, it would be a very big tactical blunder, uh, at least for that England series, for sure, for that one-off test match, uh, all important one, uh, given the fact where the series stands and, and given the position at which uh, we would resume at 2-1, uh, I would definitely would want to see Pujara there with his form, the know-how of the conditions and all the tactical uh, tactical information that he will input into the squad, uh, being there for you know such a long time before the trip actually starts. Well, interesting, interesting perspective. I dare say he'll make the squad. Whether he'll make the eleven or not, uh, well, will remains to be seen. But I am as enthusiastic as you are for Pujara to get another opportunity. He's one player who probably deserves to uh, get one more look in. Right? He only plays one format and is uh, sort of dedicated to an old school start of uh, cricket. He was, by the way, he's won an IPL, right? He didn't play a game, but he won an IPL with Chennai, being a part of a squad. But okay, that's uh, by the by. Now, um, moving on. Um, so MLC, the Major League Cricket and Kolkata Knight Riders have teamed up and they're planning to build a 10,000-seat uh, stadium uh, somewhere in California. It's not very far from Los Angeles, so in also a good place. They are saying this might actually be ready by the 2024 World Cup, which is, uh, you know, uh, which is something they are also angling towards. Do you see this as a major move? Uh, you know, in terms of where cricket is going, is USA the next destination to conquer for cricket? Yeah, of course. I think that will be that untapped market uh, which they would need to uh, dig deeper and tap into. And uh, once the investment comes from uh, Indian resources, uh, I would assume that uh, uh, I mean it will go deeper. Because there have been, uh, let's say, collaborations or in uh, tournaments in the past or, or attempts to involve uh, USA into uh, into international cricket in the past. The one thing which is uh, in, in my memory is 2015, uh, I think there was an all-star uh, series. It was a three-match all-star series played mm -hmm. on a baseball stadium uh, right. where all these all-stars were playing as a part of the squad. That is something which is which was very popular. But apart from that, there have been a lot of these tournaments from time to time where US team has been, uh, the US public has been given the opportunity to look at what cricket has to offer. But I think with this partnership, I would I would say that this would be this would go a bit more deeper than what has happened for cricket in uh, in in US. 
all right so you know mlc has been luring away uh, semi successful or moderately successful players from all over the subcontinent as well sort of giving them new homes new careers and so on you have unmukh chand from india and many other players right so it remains to be seen if you know uh, cricket can actually crack this one market which is very much financially very uh, very uh, driven in terms of what they want to deliver to their uh, uh, to their crowds right so sometimes even the rules of the game can be tweaked if that's what it means can benefit the crowds cricket is actually a game that has actually fought this sort of a thought process completely where uh, they have always looked to you know say these rules are in place for 200 250 years we will not change it for example timings um how long a game can take whether you know the condition of the ball the way it remains and so on and so forth uh, injection of uh, america into you know uh, this this game being taken seriously in america might not be that bad a thing at all so i i also look forward to maybe you know some interesting things that might happen once mlc becomes a real thing and uh, you know it becomes a real viable options even for players who would like to maybe go and uh, end a few years of their career there and you know last few years of their career there and uh, try to see if they can uh, contribute to cricket but also make a living and then look out look look out for other things so it, it might become a viable retirement destination for cricketers do you think yes yes uh, especially we have a lot of those examples from ipl uh, uh, like as you mentioned a lot of the players who are at that stage in their career uh, and i think uh, for them this could also be that additional avenue that they can look look at all right from from the new world to a very very old world uh, institution mcc they have appointed uh, mr uh, stephen fry as the president elect uh, for mcc for 2023 uh, he'll take over uh, on october uh, 1st like every mcc president do you think uh, this is a very good appointment do you are you happy with this um not so sure i i i'm not really sure of what impact stephen fry would bring in but uh, yeah uh, it's always refreshing to have changes happening and i think mcc has been one institution who has had changes happening at a slower pace in the past so uh, let's see if this new appointment changes anything uh yeah um, i sort of agree with you because they 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 had started moving they appointed a woman to the you know chairman post they appointed a person for the first time uh, first time ever to have two consecutive years uh, sangakara right all of these looked like they were sort of trying to also change with the times but this is more a little bit more who you know rather than who you are potentially because uh, i can myself think of four or five really eligible uh, candidates who are mcc members who could have been appointed presidents but uh, we'll park it for now i'm i must say i'm also not very not very happy but then look it's a small club somewhere in england they sort of have a big say in how the game uh, games rules are made but uh, i don't know if it will affect much of the new cricketing world as well look the new cricketing epicenter is in dubai right and uh, let's see what that means uh, maybe stephen fry has a few new ideas i'm always willing to listen i have a lot of time for him as an artist so maybe he'll also bring the same uh, you know uh, that uh, laissez faire attitude and a little bit of joie de vivre that he brings to everything he does let's see if he can also do that for cricket now the netherlands coach ran campbell we get some good news that uh, he's actually been uh, discharged from the hospital there is no heart damage uh, long term at least for him and uh, he's he's expected to come back as the coach of netherlands in a couple of weeks um 
what do you think uh, what do you think about uh, you know this news do you think uh, yeah he, he'll still be happy to come back to netherlands and coach full time so that's always a pleasing news that he's recovered so that's uh, that's great to hear uh, he's got this amazing uh, experience of first class cricket that he's played uh, through a very very uh, different sort of formats across he's played in first class cricket in uh, australia of course uh, some first class cricket uh, over the county circuit in england so given all of his experience um, i would say that would be invaluable for the dutch team but uh, uh, i mean with this these are something which will investments which will uh, reap benefits after a period of time so definitely we cannot expect that the results would would come in immediately but yes that that's a very uh, big resource a valuable experienced resource that the dutch players and maybe particularly the younger dutch players would be uh, you know uh, interested to understand and learn from him from one uh, dutch uh, team to another player who potentially could have played for the dutch team so there is a west indian player called Kesey Carty yeah, I don't know if I pronounced his name correct maybe it's Kesey Carty uh, he's now part of the West Indian squad that will tour Netherlands later this year this guy is from uh, St Martin which uh, sort of is a still a domain of the Netherlands so it will be interesting it will be an interesting homecoming for him I don't know if you saw this news that uh, you know they have included a lot of other new players whereas some uh, experienced players like Jason Holder Shimran Hetmyer and even Lewis will not be a part of uh, West Indian teams that will tour uh, netherlands does this surprise you at all no it doesn't surprise me because uh, uh, this has been a trend uh, with a lot of teams who have toured uh, ireland netherland etc where they try and test their fringe players and they try and test their fringe talent so uh, this def- this move definitely doesn't uh, surprise me at all uh, when it comes to uh testing new players and some of the old uh, let's say not older but experienced players resting uh because we have a lot of the big icc events happening in the second half of the year so that's something which was i would say on the expected lines right i mean look the same squad is also expected to tour pakistan i don't know how much this had an impact when these players were making their decisions or potentially they were asked to rest i don't know how it goes but yeah we'll get to read more of this as the time goes on so in any case i'm looking forward to hopefully going and catching a game in that series but let's see what will uh, what will really transpire us in the next couple of months now the last piece of news that i wanted to discuss is not very encouraging if you are a cricket fan because uh, the asian games that was supposed to go on in september in china has now been postponed because of covid-19 and uh, well the cricket uh, was sort of has been introduced and has been uh, there in asian games since 2010 2014 as well uh, 2018 they decided to not have it but this was going to be a big avenue for uh, the minor teams that played cricket asian games uh, do you ever see cricket making uh, its way into these multi format multi team uh, big worldwide tournaments like the olympics asian games do you think that will ever happen so that will take some time to happen but of course the only medium and the best medium for cricket to get into this sort of a format is definitely t20 uh, there's absolutely no question about that so t20 will be the format which will push into uh, globalization and and that's where i think commonwealth asian games 
uh, all of these are very very important platforms for the game to get that uh, limelight and and that acknowledgement from for for a lot of these fringe uh, or let's say associate nations to to develop and also when it will be played in a uh, in a country or in a hosting country which doesn't really host cricket uh mm. would also be a brilliant uh, place where you know have where you have expats the uh, subcontinent expats who would promote this game and then make it big so uh, yes it would go there eventually but uh, it has been a slow process getting there from what uh, we've witnessed so far that is a big blow that uh, uh, the asian games has been uh, postponed and that would have been a great opportunity in the chinese market and a lot of these associate countries as you rightly said uh, have missed out that opportunity for now so whenever it does gets rescheduled to uh, this is something from a globalization point of view which cricket fans need to look forward to yep indeed let's see uh, if cricket can still break into some of the bigger sporting and uh, you know otherwise markets out there All right those are all the topics that I wanted to discuss with you today um thanks a lot once again for participating in our uh, podcast before we let you go would you like to maybe give a shout out uh, about your work your online uh, you know your online presence yeah. and so on yeah yeah so thank you so much once again uh, for having me and giving this opportunity ajit and uh, uh, so as i uh, as i mentioned uh, so i uh having closely worked with data uh and and working with data professionally and also being uh following and uh, loving cricket throughout so combination of data and cricket together i i thought of putting together uh, a, a a sort of a brand for myself uh, under the name of mervins crickwis so i have my youtube channel which is uh, under the same name mervins crickwis which i started back in october 2020 uh and under the same name i do have my twitter as well as uh, instagram uh, handles and accounts under mervins crickwis so my uh, my effort here is to uh, analyze the game in a in a slightly niche format with the help of statistics and 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 try and uh, try and reach out to audiences not merely uh not not merely uh, having stat padding or or, or giving out statistics uh, as such but also to open up an avenue of analysis into uh, with the help of statistics so just to give you an example uh, one of my latest uh, posts or videos on on youtube and uh, also uh, i've broadcasted in on instagram and twitter as well uh, is on the role of finger spinners so basically you would know that uh, across all the t20 formats whichever league you talk about and even in international cricket uh, teams are preferring wrist spinners who have that added advantage and who have been doing so very well uh, across but the role of a finger spinner is becoming sort of a diminishing extinct or or a very very rare species now uh, so this particular video i have tried to look out of what are the various ways how the finger spinner is keeping himself or herself relevant in the t20 format so that is basically described in the video of either you have either you call yourself as an all rounder have a multi dimensional ability or 
you uh, use all these different types of variations to create uncertainty with the help of dusra carrom ball all the different types of variations to keep to keep the uh, batsman guessing and finally you play around with pace like the like as we spoke earlier in the show of krunal pandya uh, he is a prime example of who plays around with variation of pace he is not really a finger spinner let's say uh, technically or traditionally so that's a kind of an example of one of my latest post or the latest video that i have posted and and i intend to do stuff which is similar around statistics but also some key analytical part of it so for example there was one piece on dot balls uh, which i did back in 2020 it's a very old one but mm-hmm. it was how is dot balls related to the uh, the percentage of wicket Uh, a particular bowler has taken in an ipl season so for, in that example you had you had uh, the likes of kagiso rabada who mm-hmm. had about 75% of his bo- deliveries in his bowling spell in the t20 game which were dot balls and at that point he was the highest wicket taker or he won the purple cap uh, when he played for delhi uh, in that season so those are the kind of analysis or those are the kind of correlation with the help of data which i which i love doing and of course the love for the game is something which is unparalleled so uh, i i i enjoy doing uh, 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 such such things and i intend to continue uh, doing the same very nice to hear i wish you all the best in your endeavors and uh, maybe hope to have you back again uh, in some uh, some time on the podcast well when it comes to a quick update about the game currently ongoing it looks like uh, patrick comments remembers what was dealt to him by uh, jaspreet bumrah today and he's dealing it uh, he in heaps and spades again short bowling and he's taken two wickets in an over now and uh, mumbai seem to be sinking a little they have pollard on the other end let's see if he can perform some magic thanks a lot marvin and i wish all our listeners a good day wherever they may be listening from bye bye thank you thank you ajit bye bye good day This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.